0: The White and Gold. He's GT John Watts. I'm Jeremy the Impact York. Want to welcome you guys in, and we'll start off by saying if you would like to contact the show in any way whatsoever, you can do so the following ways. You can email us at 3endzone at gmail.com. That is the number three, E N D Z O N E at gmail.com. You can search for us on Facebook, Impact Media, Up With the White and Gold, John Watts, Jeremy York, any of those should. Be Basically find us. If you're one of those people who like to just click on a link and listen to a show, we appreciate you guys just as much as anybody. You can go to Twitter, at Team Impact Media. Scroll down to the appropriate show you want to listen to. Listen to it as many times as you want. There's no cap. Uh, tell your friends. And also, if you want to follow either John or myself on social media, I am at the Impact 99 on basically any social media you can think of. And if I'm not mistaken, you are either G T John or G A Tech John, correct? Yeah, G A Tech John is able to find me there. Pretty much everything. Don't try to go look my name. J- and that's J O N. Cool. There's no H in his name, guys. Yeah, my name's not John. Um... Yeah. Yeah, it it's not it's not uh German. It's well it could be German but there's there's still no H in it. Yeah, that's a
1: different
0: podcast. <laughs> yep, completely different podcast. Uh, and, you know, thoughts and prayers out to the German national team as well. But that's a whole different podcast.
1: As You've had to go really, there. As we could go You've on for to go.
0: way too. Well, you brought. Well, I brought up Germany, but then you said something else. It just it was on my it was on my mind. I mean, it doesn't matter. If the cup's coming home, but you know that once again, another podcast, completely different podcast. And when I say coming home, I mean across the pond, not the U.S. guys. So. Uh, send all your hate mail to whatever John's email is. That he will tell you at the end of the show. And that and that and that will conclude the video portion of our podcast today. So now we're, we're audio only. The rest of the night. Uh, how are you, John?
1: Well, I mean, it was bad. So you had to bring that up.
0: But um,
1: it's it, it definitely been a interesting week. Um, you no, know, Saturday didn't go so well. And then in the last couple of days, he's definitely been eventful, which we'll talk about. But, uh, you know, it was, um, kind of come away with the season that we, that we had. I mean, it was definitely an improvement. So, I mean, I can't. I mean, we can still was kind of hold our head high a little bit there. And well, I feel it was an improvement. Um, game started out good. It just kind of went away from us, to say the least. Um, but in the well, other I think,
0: way, I, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, otherwise, I
1: think uh, it was pretty good. Uh, we really, did pretty well.
0: I hope you know, everyone had a good Thanksgiving. <laughs> yes, uh, I, I think probably some people had a better Thanksgiving than others. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean we, we've talked about it before, that that this team, I mean, it was, what, 10-7 to 7 at the half. It was really – uh, it, it, most of the way through the third, finally finally UGA finds the scoreboard again and makes it 20-7, to seven, which was still not far away from, from the final, which was 33-14. But if I'm not mistaken, I don't think that there was a, a very many offenses this year that hung 14 points on this UGA defense. No,
1: um, got, uh maybe a couple that had it in the twenties but yeah, definitely uh
0: there weren't they weren't all
1: out there. Um like you said, you know, it was ten to seven and a half, which I mean, for being a, a five and sixteen and it's eleven and up team, that's a pretty good takeaway I think, um, from there. Um, just started mistakes in that third quarter, um, and Georgia, you know, capitalized on it and, and just like Georgia would. Um, and just kind of, kind of went from it there. And, you know, we made mistakes there, and just couldn't sustain a drive. So you know, it was kind of hard to do that when you, you know, you're going into a a team like that that's just gonna, you know,
0: any mistakes you
1: make, they're gonna make you pay for it.
0: Well, and and I would also say that um, this team got as far, and by this team, I mean Georgia Tech. They they made it as far as they could possibly get. They were just not really equipped. It, it's kind of like a video game. It's like uh, if, if you have a lot of intermediate players, because I don't think there's a lot of beginner players on here. I think there's some really good, talented players. There's a lot of talent on this team. But when you go up against a team with as much talent and depth and skills as the UGA Bulldogs, it just, at some point when you're out, when you're out talented, I guess, by, by so much depth where the talent is in the the starting core for Georgia tech. I mean, there are probably, you know, third string kickers on Georgia that could be linebackers in the ACC. I mean, that's just, it's just where things are at right now, but I think the team got as far as they possibly could get. And they actually, I thought it was very respectable, um, I think Kirby would have liked to to run the score up. I just I don't think that Georgia Tech was really allowing it much. They actually, like I said they actually did a pretty good job of of keeping it from getting too far out of hand.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean looking I mean at, at the score here, um, no, they didn't, it held them without a touchdown until the second quarter. And they only got mm-hmm. one third. Um, it was like two and a four. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it, it, it was pretty – I mean, it held them pretty low for, I mean, what we were doing there. And, you know, even us being able to score first, you know, go up seven-nothing. Um, and then, you know, even come out of that first quarter, seven-three. I mean, it was – we were doing really well there. And, you know, being able to hold them uh, to um, – I mean, as well as they did, even with you know, Bennett having uh, his longest pass of the season in that game, it still wasn't that bad in the end, I don't think. I mean, yeah, we lose, but, I mean, people were talking 40, 45-point difference, and really didn't know it was only 23 in the end. And even with that last you know, touchdown, that would have been a 30-point difference, which still better than what people expected. Right. We're going against a powerhouse with without our top quarterback. I mean, we're running our um, but yeah, we're not running our our top top quarterbacks can go. And we're looking at we've been using fourth, second, third, and fourth string quarterbacks during the year. So it's
0: been
1: we've come away with what we did.
0: I think it was pretty good. Yeah, I definitely think so. And, I mean, they did a lot of the stuff that we said they needed to do to to have a chance or to at least be respectable in this game. I mean, uh, you know, Zach Gibson had 19 completions. He threw for 191 yards. I I don't have a, a big problem because this is not an offense that loves to fling the ball around so much. So I thought those were pretty good numbers. They used Plumacon to run a little bit. He ended up getting the uncontested touchdown, pretty much. I mean, they did a lot of the stuff we we said they should do. It just, like I said, there's you just didn't have enough firepower to go against arguably one of the best teams in probably history. Yeah,
1: definitely. Um, I mean, trying to go against the defending national champion and. Team that's likely I mean, at this point to play for an actual championship again. Depending on you know, what the playoffs look like, um, definitely. I mean, it's, it's really hard to kind of run up against that. And they're, I mean, they're. When they're when I hate to say it, but you know, they're they're a great team. Um, because it is what it is. So, um I said, to, to do what we did, it definitely could have been. I think probably a lot of good spots would have been a lot worse, um, but you know we'll take that. Um, Building the offseason and see what we
0: can do again next year. Yeah, I mean you know, it, like I said, it, it I, to to be where you were uh, under Collins' leadership, uh, it just it just wasn't working. That doesn't mean that Collins is good or bad or indifferent. I mean, everybody can have different opinions on it, but whatever he was doing wasn't working and whatever changes he was trying to make, they didn't work either. So it, it definitely was a good move to, to move on and, and at least have key kind of pick up the pieces and just kind of, you know, Hey, do what you can, you know, we'll, we'll just kind of assess it as we go there. Uh, we'll, we'll kind of talk a little more about that in the, the second part of the show, but I mean, I, I thought really this team kind of banded together, and maybe it was his leadership. Maybe it was uh, – I mean, I don't know what it was. Maybe they had a team meeting. There's a bunch of different things that could happen. Um, maybe they went to the varsity because, you know, I, I have to mention that at least once a show, and they didn't even sponsor the show. But, you <laughs> know, whatever it was, they, they kind of banded together and and made the most of, of what should have been – The I guess if this season was a puzzle – it's almost like they started the year missing a few pieces, and somehow they just kind of made their own pieces and, and made it into a, a different picture by the end.
1: Yeah, I mean, last I've right, we've said it before in the last three years, you know, we had three win seasons. With uh, you know, in the last year, was a forty-five nothing loss to Georgia. Um, and then, you know, starting this year, 1-3 and three, uh, under Collins. Uh, clearly, you know, it was just finally time to, you do know, do something about it. I mean, it was kind of a joke that at that point, you know, after four seasons, Collins had less wins than Georgia did in one year. Yeah. Um, jokes that Mark Ritz had more wins at Bobby Dodd than Jeff Collins. Which oh. was
0: actually accurate, too.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, look at those. And then, you know, finally, we we'll kind of move on. Um, bring in, you know, the interim. Uh, Brent Key. And Key goes four for four. I mean, not four for four. Four and four. Um, <laughs> yeah, four for four is a meal at a restaurant. Um, four and cool. four. Yeah. Um, so, and he was able to win... Four out of the eight games. So, you know, Collins had a chance at 12 games each, or 10, 12 games each year. He only went three, and Collins has four, four out of eight. Clearly, right. I mean, sorry, he did four out of eight. Um, so, yeah, it definitely was a good thing. Uh, just kind of move on, want someone else kind of uh, see what they could do uh, with that. And, you know, to get four wins out of the team that we had, it's, you know, either, you know, definitely there's something, there was something there that Collins couldn't figure out. That, you I know, mean, we had players. I mean, there wasn't really a change in players outside of it when People get hurt and things from getting the beginning season or the end. So, I mean, it was definitely there. So, Clearly, Collins just wasn't connecting with what he should have I mean, on the field. I, mean, I understand, you know, he came in and embraced the 404 culture and the whole waffle house thing, um, which made it now with negatives. going um, forward.
0: Um, I, saw I just think tweet. maybe he was a fan of the All Star. I don't think he was trying to embrace the culture. I just think he he was he was good about his uh, smothered. Covered and, and, uh, and capped, maybe, you know.
1: <laughs> I mean, to the point I wrote a tweet that someone said that uh, whoever had, whoever George J. hired as the head coach, he hopes you don't see him at the ball
0: so. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, well, it, you know, the interim coach, I mean, I I don't, we need to find a way to get the message to him because, you know, I, I keep throwing it out there, the interim coach. uh, yeah, No joke, lunch is, lunch is on me or us. Uh, at, at varsity if, if you want to check that out sometime i could probably pull some alumni in too. that uh, i mean not from the football team but other georgia tech graduates i know that would probably meet you down there i mean just uh uh interim coach keith as we'll talk about they they did hire a head coach but we will get into in a minute but yeah kind of the final piece on collins and maybe it's because uh, producer Sassy and sunshine have this particular movie on in the studio here, which, you know, nothing screams Georgia tech football like this particular movie. But, um, I mean, Collins was kind of like, kind of like Olaf in, in June or something. He just kind of melted away there at the end. And, and, uh, he just, you know, refused to adapt to the times. And so it, it was, you know, he'll move on to other things. We said, we said what key did and, um, like I said, there's a second part of the show. We're going to open it up by uh, by by talking about the new head coach, which it's kind of exciting. Yeah. yeah. But to to put a you know to put a pin in this season though, like you said, it's for a team that looked like I mean, it looked like probably maybe a three win team. I would have said two to three wins the way they were playing early, and. All of a sudden, Key took over, and and there was there was for almost from about week two or three that he was coaching. We were both kind of saying on and off the show, "Is this team gonna going make a bowl? Are they are they gonna win five or six games? It, it really looks like they could, and they actually won games against people like what uh, North Carolina, people that we didn't think they they were gonna have a chance against."
1: Yeah, I mean. Pick came in, and we beat two top 25 teams, Pittsburgh and North Carolina, on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said earlier, we were I mean, competitive in at least that first half against Georgia, um, which is, I mean, it's self something. So, that definitely, I mean, from uh, – now I said Taylor two halves, but it isn't equal halves, but from – what we saw in the Collins and what we saw in our key just felt like completely two different teams and yeah. two different mindsets of what happened. So, yeah, I mean, to come away with what we did, like I said, and we'll, we'll take that. Hold um, our heads high and, and mm-hmm. learn from what we were able to get accomplished in that, what, the second part of the season. and. Apply that to you know, next year,
0: and you know, build on that and
1: see what, what what we can do next year.
0: Yeah, and and I would argue you were competitive for all four quarters, both both halves, however you want to divide it up. It just it was like I said, where if if you have one or two ways to score, Georgia had about five or six. So as soon as Georgia figured out how you were going to try to score and found out ways to stop that you couldn't stop all five ways they were going to try to score against you. You just you didn't have the personnel for it. But like I said, I, I would say you were competitive all four and and like you said, it, it was completely it was two completely different teams. And, you know, unfortunately you're probably gonna lose some people because of it. I mean there there seems to be a, a crazy mass exodus going on in that part of, of the state anyway right now, but uh that that's a completely different show as well. Tune in for that one later on this week. But you know, like like we said, it's it's good to see that, that he was able to turn around. Uh, hopefully, they can build on the momentum of what he done towards the end of the year, and hopefully, based off the guy they hired to be the head coach, they can uh, continue what what he kind of got started. But I guess for now, let's. Uh, well, not a guess. It's what we're actually. I'm being signaled to do. <laughs> For now, let's go to let's go to a break where we will tell you about our friends from BetOnline.net. I've never had two producers go so crazy that I went to break yet. Um, we're going to go to break tell you about our friends at BetOnline.net, and when we get back, we will talk about the new head coach and at least a couple of the changes that we know out of the gate. But we'll be back right after this. Hey, this is Jeremy the Impact Dork from the Impact Media family of podcasts. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. He's GT John Watts. I'm Jeremy the Impact York. I want to welcome you guys back. Of course, make sure to go visit our friends at betonline.net. They've got the wager lines, they've got the betting lines, they've got podcasts, they've got articles. It's, it's a really easy website to use. Even if you're in a place where you cannot bet or you choose not to bet, there's still so much information on there. It makes you a much more educated fan. I mean, who knows? Maybe you'll be the next coach of the Indianapolis Colts. All you gotta do is go to betonline.net, dot net, and it's got all that information. And uh, tell them that Impact Media sent you. They love to hear that, and we love to hear from them that you told them that. But uh, John, you know we we danced around we danced around it long enough. I, I'm I'm more to tee this up and and let you hit it out of the park, or I guess I'm going to throw the hail mary up, and you need to Calvin Johnson it and. Uh, make sure you come down inbounds and and don't put the ball on the turf. That's a whole nother story, too. Somebody somebody spawned off podcasts we could have. Um, Right. We know that as the season ended, as the last game was played, it goes down to all zeros. Uh, They unfortunately lose their seventh game as opposed to winning their sixth, 33-14 to UGA. Facts. We know that Brent Key took over. And made the team four and four in the eight-game seat. Coach, those are facts. You know, he was the interim coach. Facts. All of that technically ends when that last ball game ends, pretty much. So that left them. They had the coaching search, and um, who did they end up hiring?
1: Well, we
0: uh,
1: we kind of mentioned
0: earlier in the season. Or, we got or wait, our- before you get into that, you know. It's it's unfortunate that they've already named one because I had a really good coaching candidate this week, and and I hate that I did not get to it. So I want to just throw it out there real quick. Um, I was going to mention that that maybe because we were just almost completely out of names, guys, we really were just picking random people kind of the last week or so, just people we thought could either leave their jobs or currently don't have one, Um, which the the last person I had I was going to mention – that they um, they co-host a show about Georgia Tech called Up with the White and Gold. Um, they almost graduated from the school, and uh, you know, I was I was gonna I was gonna say why why not have John Watts be the the next head coach because frankly we're out of names and two I mean nobody watches the games like you do you'd be a pretty good coach.
1: Hey, I mean, uh, I mean, I thought about writing my name in a lot of these um, the votes. You know, better better options to have balance around here. But I mean, hey, why not?
0: Yeah, but now I will. Now I was sorry for the interruption. Just that was the last candidate I had on my list. You know, unfortunately, we didn't get to it. But luckily, we didn't get to it too. Because if we'd made it to the end of the list, and and you know, either more than likely, this is the season finale of this show there's a chance we'll do some random ones in the off season as, as things happen. Uh, cause there will be things that will happen because of this, but without further ado, let's, let's hear who the head coach is. All right. Well,
1: so, like I was saying, you know, we talk about,
0: uh, it was kind of during the year that
1: it would be likely that after the season that they would find a head coach, uh, didn't realize it would be that soon after the season. <laughs> and, um, like, like
0: 72 yep. hours or something.
1: Right. Um, and like you said, you know, you, you, you didn't get to make a pick this week. Um, but if people listen into the show, you would find out that my co host here, Jeremy's first pick, is the new head coach. Second, I think. Uh, on my list, I had it with me, me picking Jamie Chabot, and you the Brent Key. Um, but maybe I just brought that away.
0: Okay. <laughs> no, I, there, there's, if I could find the list that I had around here, I, I, it was either first or second. Yeah, it was definitely up there. So,
1: uh, like I just said,
0: um, you know, we've had
1: some talks and interviews this week, including uh, an interview with Tulane head coach Willie Fritz. He um, just wasn't a fit. Uh, and, you know, there's a lot of talks on Twitter um, that I've kind of been following and the players, and a lot of people have really pushed for this guy to be the head coach, um, and I think we'll we'll really work out what we've seen. Uh, so let's just go ahead and get into it. We have removed the interim off of Brent Key, and officially the night of November 29th, that is this past Tuesday, Brent Key was officially announced as next head coach of Georgia Tech. <laughs>
0: Oh, it's funny because it's true. I've been no, wanting to no, get down no. by it so bad, and I forgot we even had it still on the show. <laughs> no, no, it's really. not even funny. It's, it's awesome. Um, not, not because I predicted it, because even if it was somebody I, I – neither one of us had said, I think they – I knew Bat was going to make a really good decision – and I mean, a lot of people say, well, they, they they had Fritz, but they couldn't figure out a contract. Well, they had Chadwell, but they couldn't figure out a contract. Well, that's part of the whole deal. It doesn't matter how far down the list you have to go. And, honestly, I think there was about a three-way tie up top for, with all those guys. But you go with the guy that wants to be there. And if those people can't figure out the contract issues, whether it's uh, – I think Jamie Chadwell wanted to bring his entire staff across which means a complete house cleaning um and and i think fritz wanted wanted a crazy number or something like that and it's like okay well that sounds like people that don't want to be here for the right reason those sound like people that are here it's like, well if i'm going to come over to that school then uh i need this much money or i want to bring all my friends it's like i understand those things and that's fine but that would totally disrupt the entire culture of what key did in the last the last eight games of this season and and to totally erase that, it doesn't necessarily mean it was gonna get better,
1: yeah, you know, definitely, I mean, like I said, you can see uh, people around around the and you know, around the team and they're close with a lot of those people were saying, you knowran really should be it, you know he's took this team, you know, we've said already on this show and uh, during the season, um you know he's he's got four wins, and under figured out what was wrong, and they to kind of build built up that um if you follow me on Twitter you know i or anyone around you know associated with this the team you know, we shared a video of the meeting that Jay bat had with the team and you know, he yeah, had a speech, and I tell him you know they said, hey we we've um hire a new head coach and he lets him walk in and every player will stand up here. Mm-hmm. So they understand and be I mean what he's trying to do and and you know, it really works for, for them. So I think uh definitely definitely a great hire here. Oh yeah, and that's why I
0: threw that in too is I'm not saying Jamie Chadwell is a bad coach. I'm not saying that Fritz is a bad one, too. It's like, no, but, and I'm not saying that that Brent Key necessarily took, uh, you know, is just going to listen to whatever Bat tells him to do, or that he didn't have a a crazy number that he might have asked for. It proves to me that Brent Key wants to continue what he started, and, and it was that culture, and Like you said, there's a lot of alumni that ever since he took over as interim coach, everybody was like, I kind of like what this guy's doing. A lot of alumni spoke up when Fritz's name suddenly popped up over the weekend. A lot of them were like, I don't necessarily want him. I would rather go with this key guy. I know what he can do. Um, You know What this guy does here, that guy does there, that's fine, but for the culture that needs to be built here, and I think culture is the big word, that's that's why I think they they went with key. And, And the fact that Everybody stood up. They didn't have to. They could have sat right there. They could have clapped. They could have cheered. They could have done things. But every one of them sat, uh, stood up. I'm sure the part of the video that we didn't see was probably every one of them went up to him and congratulated him. And it's, it's they were as proud of of him getting it as I think he was as proud of them for the way they played this season. Yeah, yeah
1: absolutely. Uh, I can definitely see that. Um, that would be the logical next step in that. And it was just a basic short video just um, showing the moment they found out. And I mean, since then, you know, everything I'm following on Twitter, everyone's you know, congratulating. And I you know we'll kind of get into it in a minute, but, you know, you definitely see he was ready to go and get ready to um, work on the staff and ready for that next season. It was not... And soon after he hires, you know, he's setting and making some changes, which we'll get into. So, yeah, definitely a great hire. He's ready to go. And uh,
0: again, like I said, I think it's
1: definitely a great hire.
0: Oh, yeah. And and before I I turn it back over to you, because uh, you know a lot more in depth about this than I do, we've discussed it, but you're definitely better at at, uh, explaining it all. The disclaimer is, is that you're going to have players that were Jeff Collins players that were either loyal to him or loyal to his system that don't fit what Brent Key maybe wants to do or think they don't fit. And this is also Jeff Collins' staff. These are the people he brought on. Brent Key has not hired one person since being the coach. He might have let a few go or he might have been part of of some moving around. But, like, a lot of people are like, oh, I can't believe these happened or I can't believe this didn't happen. And it's, well... Those are the reasons why. These are Jeff Collins players. These are, uh, these are Jeff Collins staff. So Brent Key may have friends on the staff, but you know there's there's not there's not that connection where oh he's he's having to get rid of his buddy. And so I'm sure he's friends with them, but he didn't pick these guys for these positions. So he's trying to make this team the best he can.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, we see, you know, where his thoughts are and who he's um, kind of replacing, who he's keeping. Um, so definitely that that mindset of where he's looking at going and kind of make those changes, um, you know, right off the bat of, okay, these are the places that we need to fix things. we need to fix this and this and this, and, right, so we'll get into it. Um, but, yeah, QWC, you know, he's, he's ready to go. He's got that mindset of what's going to happen and, uh You also mentioned you know, there's you know, staff and players that you know, came on with Collins and just uh, may not really find that they, they fit here anymore and they've made those decisions. And again, we'll get into that. Uh, but yeah, yeah that's definitely. We uh, can see that.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, let's. Uh... Let's start right there with the staff. Um, obviously, we don't know. I've only heard one name, uh, and, and I will give proper credit to a um, to, uh, good friend of the show and uh, media buddy of, of mine, um, Bryce Coon, who on his Georgia Tech show the other day, uh, he only threw out one name of anything that, that anybody that he's heard that he could be going after. And if I'm not mistaken – I think I don't know if that's right or not. I think though it's the it's the current defensive back coach at Alabama. I don't don't think I'm trying to find who the guy was, but somehow him and Key know each other from down the way, and that's the only name I heard that he could potentially be targeting. Uh I'll try to find the name. I had the name and then for some reason I can't find it anymore. But um uh go ahead and talk about the the people that he has uh dismissed. Are you there?
1: Um, sorry, I was just here
0: talking on mute. Uh, <laughs> That's why I was like, I was like, oh, wait, we got disconnected again.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I was just here talking on mute. Uh, there's a lot of background noise here, so I had to put it on mute, so sorry about that. Uh, um, so I what don't what know, what no, you're good. Say, um, uh, if you're hearing people that he's targeting, it's a little bit more than I've seen. So, I mean, I know you're mm-hmm. your friend, and I'm probably sure I know who you're talking about. Um, so, those kind of things. It's good to make those moves, but, uh, like I said, um, in the last, uh, several days since he's been hired, uh, there have been three coaches have been let go. Um, they are all on the offensive side. Um, we're looking at, you know, Del Alexander, the wide receivers coach, mm-hmm. uh, has, uh, Chip Long, who is the offensive coordinator. um, and then, you know, kind of immediately after the ship was let go, he's already on the list of candidates for the offensive of coordinator at Oregon. Uh, so, you know, he, he should, I don't know he, he should be able to find a home pretty, pretty quickly. Um, and then, uh, last one, um, i just kind of really talked about is Coach Blue, uh, Lewis Louis uh, He is the uh, former Princeton Conditioning Coach for Georgia Tech. Um, earlier today, it was announced that he expected to be signed on as the new strength coach at Charlotte.
0: Wow, yeah, that was the that was the one that that got a few people up in arms and a few people puzzled. Was the strength and conditioning coach, and I don't know enough about the situation, but just from what I gathered, uh, people were like, oh, this is a real swell guy, and this and that. It's like, well, c- clearly. Probably Bat and Key sat down and looked at a few of these, and I'm sure there's going to be a few more after this. But they started at the top, and they said probably either can we do better, or can we do it in a different direction? Maybe the direction they're trying to go. Or sometimes you look, and if there's a lot of injuries, you know, let's say there's a lot of uh, high ankle sprains, then you start to look at the training staff, and you go, why are? What are we doing to prevent these kinds of injuries? Are these all freak injuries, or? is there a particular reason why everybody's getting a high ankle sprain? Are we, are we overtraining? Are we not eating the right recovery foods? Things like that. And I'm not saying the guy did anything bad. I'm just saying that, that sometimes numbers kind of add up and you just have to move on and do something else. Or maybe he wanted to move on. Um,
1: yeah, definitely. Um, I've seen his personal post. Um, it definitely was not a thing that he wanted to move on. No. Um, oh, but – um, I mean, like I said, it, it wasn't long after he let go that he's already signing in, signing on with another school. So I mean, he's definitely, it he was definitely a great, great person. I mean, a lot of people, I mean, were reaching out and, um and commenting on you know, how great a person he was, how good a coach he was. Um, so I mean, it was, there was a lot of people kind of surprised at this one. But like I said, I mean, if, if it's something that we need to figure out. Um, on, on those kind of things, and yeah, we're definitely it, it it sucks for if there is, it wasn't a really good coach, but if we need to find a different direction, we definitely need to find a different direction there. Um, I think, I mean, and looking at, on that list and we who was kept on, it didn't touch any of the defensive uh, people, and uh, if anyone's familiar with. Um, last decade of of um uh, football. Um you would know that we have a guy by the name of Chris Winky um mm-hmm. on staff and he was kept. Uh, yeah, uh, so. all right.
0: well, I'll I'll stop you on that one there. Um I, I think that <laughs> might be one of the best things that uh bat and or key have done so far and might be the best thing overall, and it's for this reason. It's because you started the year with Jeff Sims that was actually developing and and actually starting to really come along, Um, and then you had to go to 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 Zach Pyron because of the injuries to Sims. Sims come back in a little bit, but then you had to go to Pyron. From Pyron, you went to – why do I always forget that kid's name? Uh, the, the third string.
1: Tyron Uh, is in the fourth string. Well, then who's the
0: other one then? So
1: Sims was first.
0: Gibson was second. Yeah. Uh, Gibson. Okay. Yeah. So so you go, so you, there you go. So you go Sims and then you go Gibson and Gibson was doing some really good things and he got hurt and, uh, and, uh, then Sims, uh, I guess he was, he, he was not able to finish the season either. But you go through it, and four different quarterbacks took snaps under center for Tech, and at no time was that the reason why the ship was sinking, even though it wasn't really sinking. It didn't, the train did not go off the rails because of the quarterback play, and that had a lot to do with Chris Winkie making sure that no matter who was taking snaps under center, they were ready to play every, every and that is why I think that's one of the best things they did was to keep him on staff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, Wanky uh, like is
1: here, in this, you uh, know, first year as quarterback coach and with the double C. I mean, I mean, like I said, we follow we follow college football over the last decade or two, and you know what he's done as a player, um, as a quarterback, and to bring that knowledge in for us. And you know, like I said. Quarterback play was not 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 an issue. I mean, we had four you know, quarterbacks that you know, brought their different skills and were able to do something with it. I mean, it's hard a lot of times to have to go down to your fourth string, and when that connotation alone, you know, you're on your fourth string quarterback. Well, you're not going to do anything. And you know, we won games against great right teams. Uh, we did well against you know, Georgia. So yeah, definitely uh, I think it was great to keep him on and um, continue the that, continue that,
0: uh learning for our quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh and is that all of the staff he has let go? Uh so far that's, that's what we're looking at. I haven't
1: seen anything new. Um those three were kinda of right off the bat. Um I mean, pretty much right at the same time I think it was hey, these are these three the areas that we need to really work on, so we're going to let them know and let them go, and we'll move on from there and look, replace them. Um, I don't know if just, that's all always looking at um, right now or maybe down the road and maybe do some other changes, but um, definitely that, that's what we're seeing so far. As far as coaches?
0: All right. Yeah. Um, I can't find that guy's name. I think I know who it is, but I, I, I'm not going to put a guess out there. But I had heard that it was a, an Alabama defensive coach, I had thought. I thought I heard him say defensive back. Uh, I will double-check that. And I got distracted a minute ago as I, I saw um, what Brent Key's salary potentially is. And that could be a whole other discussion um, to, without it sounding bad, because it's not bad. It's uh, It looks a pretty good number to me. Uh, but uh coach key if if you seriously want to take me up on my lunch offer i got you i got you we we will make that happen but um you also have a list of people that have entered the transfer portal correct uh
1: yes um as of uh, what i have so far um, there were a list of six names of people who uh were probably in the portal uh one of them has confirmed himself that he was not going in the portal so we have five oh. people confirmed
0: uh, going in the portal and and uh, clearly, these are and clearly these are probably non-starters they're probably third or fourth string guys um that you know pro- probably didn't see the field much right uh no uh we've got <laughs>
1: two least Two, well, from what I yeah, two first string guys. Um, I don't know if you want to go ahead and get into them, but we have some first string yeah. guys. We've got a bag of players. Um, what's us going on ahead and list. Uh, quarterback Jeff Sims. Uh, okay. He was first- uh, yeah. Um, but he did announce on his Twitter uh, that he will be entering the portal
0: uh, on December fifth. And I have heard two potential destinations for him, uh, neither of which are from his camp. I want to throw this out here. This was um, this was a, a media person that uh, – I actually heard a couple media people throw these teams out. And uh, based off his skill set and, and the place where he could thrive, if these people are looking for a quarterback, I, I could definitely see it. Um, I heard Louisville, which would make sense. That's still the Lamar Jackson type uh, – yeah. That yep. system up there, and and he could do well there. And I've also heard LSU. Um, I once again, I don't know if if those they're if they're on each other's radar or not, but those would not be bad destinations for Sims.
1: No, definitely not. I
0: think uh, the
1: two in Louisville fits him a little better. Um, I think LSU is more of a more of a high flying, high um, yeah. kind of school, do a high pass, high score. Um, I mean, to what they want to do. Um, that's a little but I think uh, if those are two, I think Louisville, will be a good good fit for him to pass in a little bit of running. Um, I mean, definitely not going to be a Lamar Jackson, but it definitely. I'll just say for him, I think. Um, and I know definitely I saw earlier that one school, um, got their looks like they got their quarterback so uh
0: we know Iowa would now be an option for him. Yeah. Yeah, cuz uh uh that that wounds me a little bit as as a as a blue fan uh that Cade yeah. McNamara would go there. But that's okay. That's uh once again that's another podcast. We're going to have like 45 podcasts here soon <laughs> with all this stuff apparently. Now we are working on some stuff here at Impact Media for the offseason uh some football related some non-football related. You'll just have to stay tuned to see what we get uh, crazy enough to get into. Trust me, there's a lot. But, uh, all right, so that's one off the list. Uh, Who who was the other big starter? Uh, Wide receiver Nate McCollum. Okay. I I will say that that one hurts a little because McCollum was was really starting to develop, especially towards the end. You're really starting to see him, uh, as they opened up the pass game a little more, um, and nothing personal to Sims, but uh, it opened up more because of uh, Zach Gibson and Zach Pyron. Uh, Sims hadn't quite gotten there yet. But, once again, Sims played most of his career under Collins, so there is that. But I haven't heard anything on McCollum as far as where he could go. I wish him the best. I, I thought he did well at Tech, and uh, they're going to miss it. Yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. He was, you uh, know, one of the higher – higher ones up there, so um yeah that that, that one definitely hurts a bit. It's
0: all right. there's there's two.
1: Uh
0: who who are the other three?
1: Um trying to move it down the list. Uh there weren't as you no know, big names in there, but uh looking at uh, another wide receiver, uh Ryan King Okay. Uh, he didn't he didn't necessarily play all season. He had a couple starts and a couple plays um against this year. Uh the one a game against Ole Miss uh and a game against Duke. Um, so really, only he's had four receptions on the year for uh thirty eight yards. Uh, so it's probably likely this is kind of a move to or maybe get a little bit more playing time for him. Um right. Now, with McCollum gone, maybe he could have, um, but it definitely seems like a, a move for himself to kind um, of find somewhere and
0: get some more play done. Right. Okay. Um, who was number four? Uh, number four
1: is picker Jude Kelly.
0: Okay. Um, yeah. Do we know much about him? Um,
1: not a whole lot here. Um,
0: no, I think he was
1: probably one of the ones that were, I uh, started, uh, season, let's see what we got here. Um, yeah, he kind of, um, started the season. Uh, he played a little, he didn't play really every game, he just kind of, kind of got, um, the only, got guess, drafts for about six games. Um. He made two field goals on the season, one against Clemson, one against UCF. Um, and
0: then, So that's really
1: there. It's, it's kind of a so two field goals made. Um, and that's really all he's really done. Uh, kind of just, well, he had one more back in 2020. Uh, so definitely he's been in the backup role. Um, so, again, kind of looks like a, a move to maybe find a place where he can Get
0: more playing time, I think. Um,
1: right.
0: hand. I mean, what he's, yeah, he's a he's a red shirt freshman though. I mean, out of Ackworth, so he's yeah. he's not not far from our our home hometown territories. Um, yeah. so he's he's got plenty. It only appeared in four games. It seemed like that was a Jeff Collins decision where he started the year. Did he not? Uh, yeah, he did start the year against Clemson. Um,
1: you know, two field goal attempts. Um, we one. Um, so we had in the ten points that we had against Clemson, it was the field goal. It was the three points and the extra point that we got against Clemson.
0: Oh, he actually played a little bit last year, but that was part of the co- or he played in twenty twenty, which was part of the COVID year. So that's that's kind yeah. of what uh, did some stuff. So he's actually he was in five games as a, a true freshman. And then um, this past year, as a, he was in four games as a, a redshirt freshman, I guess. So, all right, he's got nine games under his belt. I mean, he's, he's a pretty big kid, actually, to be a kicker. He's six one, one seventy four. 174. That's not far away from our size. I guess not far away from my size, at least in height. Uh, I, I wish I weighed 174. That would be crazy. I weighed that. I think fourth grade may have been the last time I weighed that. <laughs> But you, um uh, to... once once again. Huh?
1: I thought you were talking to a guy who weighed in last and wrecked football back was nine years old. <laughs> <That> <laughs> way
0: yeah, there's a pretty good shot that if either one of us weighed one hundred seventy four nowadays, you should take us to a hospital. There's something bad wrong. <laughs> uh oh, there's all the games he played. Look at that, I found the link. But it doesn't matter. Uh he's a pretty good kicker. You know wish you the best there's there's people out there that need kickers um there's people in the state. It seems like he wants to stay in state if he's if he went out to in a high school and he's from Ackworth and he was trying to be an engineer at tech I mean you know there's probably of the you know probably six or seven major schools and probably a bunch more if he wants to stay in the area, I'm sure somebody needs a kicker yeah. but uh, who, who is number five? Uh, number
1: five, the last one that was confirmed that it the portal with, uh linebacker Demetrius Knight, the second. Okay. Um, he played um, four games uh, this season, kind of beginning the first four, Clemson, Western Carolina, Ole Miss, and UCF. Um, five solo tackles, four assistant tackles, system two, not system fisted. Um, he played all four four years, uh, total of 36 games, uh, so total of 51 tackles, 30 of solo, best Um This one apparently is kind of a was a decision uh, disagreement with what he wanted to do and what the staff wanted him to do. Uh, he did request um, this is per his admission uh, on on Twitter. Um, that he requested to be a red shirt, Um, Mm. and staff did not want him to be a red shirt. Um, They were going to continue to play with him, play him, and when it it didn't happen the way he wanted to, uh, the team kind of basically told him that he was being let go. Um, So from that decision, he entered the portal.
0: And what was his name again?
1: Uh, Demetrius Knight Second.
0: Okay. Make sure I got his name right. Oh, I can spell it for you, and then No, I, don't, I, I think I know how to spell Demetrius, sir. Uh, oh, okay. I'll, I'll
1: make sure you know how to spell Knight. <laughs> yeah, N I T E,
0: right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, Nick and Knight. Yeah. But yeah, it's. Yeah, I mean, it comes down to that on on certain ones, and and that's uh, you know that's it, kind of what we said too is that you're, you're going to get the ones that that they got they got a plan for how they want their career to go, and the the team is going to have a, a different way that they want to do things. Or sometimes I thought when you first said it, I thought it was like, oh, okay, well he's uh, you know they want him to play a different position. Probably they want to you know uh, yeah. stay as a defensive back. Yeah, Yeah, like one of those, like, well, maybe they want you to put some size on and play linebacker, middle linebacker, or maybe they want to swap you to uh, slot receiver. Or, you know, that happens in college. You you get really athletic kids that that have played, you know, running back their whole life, and they go, well, we've got 14 running backs, and you're probably the 10th best one. We could much rather use you as a uh, nickel corner on on our new defense. And so, you know, sometimes that happens and you get really great players out of it. Sometimes that happens and nothing happens out of it. But, uh, you know, all five of those, appreciate their contributions, uh, wish them the best, except if they play against Georgia Tech, of course, because we don't know where some of them are going. But, you know, those kinds of things happen. Yeah, and
1: kind of going back what you said for Demetrius, um, there
0: was a little bit of that.
1: Um they were looking at, well, he wasn't like was a field linebacker, but also they were looking at, wanted to move in more, uh, special teams. And mm-hmm. he really wanted to do more of the defensive. And yep. it really was kind of seeing, it kept seeing less and less play as a linebacker unless, uh, what he said, unless it was a call for
0: targeting. Um, <laughs> so. I don't know who that was. And that's uh and that's I was about to <laughs> say that's not his role in this team. There's somebody who is no. way better at getting called for targeting than anybody and that that's a whole different thing. Uh, so uh so he's basically said so he's graduating in December anyway.
1: Um so I mean he's completed his education at tech but you know he still has you know three years of eligibility uh, which includes the COVID year. Um, so, I mean, wow, that's, it's that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, we did not play very much in the last four years. I mean, I was going back and looking at it I mean, 12 games in 2019, in 2020, 12 and 21 and on four this year. Um, so it's still got a good bit of eligibility there. So,
0: I mean, unless I'm mistaken, I don't know why I wouldn't want to stay at tech with, uh, you know, he, he could pair up with, with quarterback coach Chris Winky, who, what, when he graduated FSU, he was, like, 32 or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he was actually 32, guys. So you guys should look it up. Yeah. But it was really funny. He was, like, 28, though, but it was because of, of the, the way his career had went. I can't remember if he was the one that had spawned off and, like, went to do something else and then come back and use the rest of his eligibility. There was a couple guys that did that. A couple of them, like, go play baseball for the Yankees and, when they realized they weren't really good at baseball, they they come back and started playing uh, football. I think I think one was a Michigan quarterback too, and they actually did a lot better doing that. But
1: yeah, he's, you know, uh, once he's again, the
0: know what? Yeah,
1: I was gonna say yeah, he's the one who went to play for uh, Toronto Blue Jays and
0: then enrolled at Florida
1: State when
0: he was twenty-five. Yeah, definitely an upgrade there. Um, do you want to? Do you want to freeze? Do you want to freeze in Toronto majority of the year, or do you want to um, go to Tallahassee and play football? I mean, you know that's that's not that hard of a choice, right? I mean, going
1: from uh, and not just playing for the Blue Jays, he played with a minor league team. He never made it to the pro league. Uh, He only made it to like AAA, and then decides he's gonna go to Florida State and no football.
0: And I think I uh, so with a little. Yeah, well, well, so you're saying he made it. No, wait. Tim did make it to AAA before he, he let go. I was about to say he made it a whole level above Tebow, and we all know Tebow's arguably one of the best college football players of all time. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's. I, I think it would be hard pressed, and this could be a whole different podcast once again. Let's add another. We're just going to have a list of things we should do podcasts about. You know, right. uh, I think the, the two biggest names that come up when you say best college football players of all time are usually Herschel Walker and Tim Tebow, and I think it'd be hard to find anybody better than either one of them. Yeah, you probably could not get more polar opposites as far as personalities and things. But once again, that's a whole nother tangent that we're not going down right now. We've already mentioned voting, so we're not going to we're not going to get into that other tangent. But you know. Like I said, these, these five people, uh these five athletes, uh like I said, appreciate the, the contributions but if uh if you feel that your skills could be better used somewhere else or you want to take a chance on on uh something else then then more power to you because sports up until recently has has been the opposite of what the real world is. You know, where wherever our listeners are, where if you're at your job and you think that your skills could be used other places, well, you could leave that job and go get a job somewhere else. I mean, you take the risk of it not being as good as you think it is or maybe not getting the job you wanted. But, I mean, you have the option that at any time you can quit one job and and go try to get another. In sports, most of the time you get, you know, because of a contract or because of a scholarship, it's it's not been where these guys could move around or gals could move around much. But now that the transfer portal and other things are going – I mean, they have the opportunity to try something else. Yeah, I mean, and
1: some of the kind of interesting kind of things. But you know, because you have that transfer portal. I mean, it's not something I can do in my my life. So, <laughs> hey, I don't want to. Let me, let me go with like website, put my name in, see if
0: anyone else wants me, and
1: just move on over.
0: I mean, how great really? would that be? You could just go, hey, you know what? I no longer want to be the fried cook at Burger King. I, I am putting myself in the transfer portal. I am now available. I'm going to take my talents to Bojangles. Come buy chicken. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, how great would that be if there was seriously a, a, a job transfer portal? That We may be on to something here. We should start. The
1: number of people would be moved all around. I don't know. How did anybody get any work on this? <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it's just weird. But yeah, I mean, like I said, um, no, no bad feelings for these guys. They're you no know, trying to make a, a life for themselves, and they understand what, what they need to do. And um, I hate that they want to leave leave the school, but best wishes to them and,
0: and their careers. And,
1: Uh, wherever they may
0: end up. Well, and there, you know, just because there are five people who want to leave doesn't mean there's not five people that want to join or to know at this point of the juncture, even though you're kind of late in the recruiting period. I mean, that still gives Brent Key the ability to uh, go talk to one of these high school athletes and say, you know what? I I didn't need another wide receiver or I didn't need a uh, special team specialist or Or a kicker or whatever, but I do now um would you like to come be an engineer or or an international affairer or whatever and and come play for the yellow jackets? I mean it kind of opens up a spot,
1: yeah yeah, definitely, and I mean I was kind of scrolling through uh, Twitter earlier, and I have seen some posts that have made some offers to some kids um so recruiting is definitely there, and
0: um So, they should I mean, come out here to the. Uh, they should come out here to the West Georgia area if they're trying to recruit. Because, my goodness, you could you could. Uh, I don't recommend you throw rocks, but I, I could. You know, if you throw a rock in any direction, you could probably find a highly talented, uh, young student athlete that can do whatever you want them to do. Yeah, uh, like
1: out here I and mean, a lot of what's around. I know,
0: um, I don't
1: know why his name keeps slipping my head out of my head, but. <laughs> We, we went to school with the coach at a really big, powerful football school um he's always kind of putting things out there saying, "Hey, come check out these kids, come check out these kids, yeah, yep, so yeah, definitely I mean, there's definitely offers out there and recruiting going on so I think um he's on the road to starting on a new team here. And- because interesting to see what happens uh, in the off season
0: and what happens next season. Yep, absolutely. But things are uh, on the up and up, and it's not just because we're up with the white and gold on this show. I, th- <laughs> I, I think, you know, if I would have told you this would be where you're at at the end of the year, um, I, I think Tech fans would have took it. If I would have told you uh, you're going to get rid of your coach, you're going to bring one of the assistants on as as the main. As the uh, the interim, he's going to go 500 in eight games. You're going to uh, be competitive with uh, UGA, the best team in the in the league. You just, I mean, you couldn't go score for score with them, but you know, you were competitive. And then, you know, you're going to lose a couple of, years of the transfer portal, but you're going to probably gain a few as well. I, I think Tech fans would have said, you know what? It beats winning three games a year. So yeah, I'm, I'm in for that.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean in
0: the past, I mean that, that transfer portal would definitely helped us out. I mean,
1: you look at Chan, who was a transfer out of Clemson. I mean the great school I uh, I up the road a good bit. So I mean you could definitely make that worth war while and the recruiting or high school. Um that was good there. And when there were definitely parts of the season after he was interim coach, if you asked us what we thought he would go 500. And be like, you're crazy. I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to see I mean, past that, what you're used to. and But when we call him going one and three, it's like, okay, here we go again. Are we going to be another three-win season? Or could it be worse? I mean, he honestly could have just lost right on out and made it one-win season. But, I mean... It had to happen at some point, and I, mean, I think they made a good time to do that, mm-hmm. and they got a, a good guy to
0: replace him. Yeah, and, you know, luckily it worked out to where they named their new head coach, and we could talk about it before the, the season finale of the show. Yeah. For the yeah, longest definitely. time, I thought it was going to happen, you know, a week after we stopped.
1: Yeah, but you no, know, it, it happened the way it happened, and you know it's It's been a fun ride here, it's been a great season. I mean, yeah, we could have we definitely could have hoped for we hoped for more, but you know it is what it is. So, thanks for uh, bringing me along the ride this year.
0: Hey. That, and people who who know and people who say they they've enjoyed you being on. It's not like he's going anywhere. He's he's been here he's been with Impact Media practically since the beginning anyway. I mean you're gonna you're gonna hear him on other shows. Like I said, we have a few random things we're gonna try to make work and try to figure out. Uh, probably none of the side podcasts we mentioned tonight, but there are tons of other stuff we're gonna get into. You are gonna randomly if you follow either one of us on social media, you will probably see the other one's face on a few of those posts anyway. So, you know, it's it's not like we're going anywhere. It's just the show's taking a slight pause until something uh something happens in the off season, which I'd be willing to bet somewhere in January we'll start to hear some stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: I think uh, we had had that
1: first little 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 bump, little hurdle of things that go happen and they might probably calm down for a little bit when they figure out where they want to go, and then yeah, I agree. You know, after the New Year, we might see some uh,
0: bigger movement. Yep, I definitely think so. But as you said, uh, it has been fantastic having you be a part of this project. Uh, when we first started coming up with ideas for new things we want to do, you were ob- absolutely the first person I thought of, as you would probably figure that out anyway. But uh, it, it's been a lot of fun. Like I said, guys, you're, you're not. This won't be the last time you hear him. He will. He will uh, probably guest spot on a couple things uh, coming up uh, soon. And um, any any closing remarks on the Georgia Tech season?
1: No, like I said,
0: um, I'm looking. um
1: the players um, hold their hold their head high. We've, we've got our guy for the. A feelable future. Um, uh, but I'll continue to watch uh, as I always have. No matter you know, what we end up doing, I'm still here to watch, cheer them on. Um, and you know, I look forward to what we're we'll doing next season. And, you know, again, like I said, it could have been better, but you know, we'll definitely take this. Um, I mentioned it, it's improvements improvement from the last three years. Uh, four or five wins is, you know,
0: five is bigger than three. Uh
1: any math class you take.
0: <laughs> oh, uh it is Georgia Tech, so our entire audience understood that. But uh other than that, this has been uh the inaugural season of Up with the White and Gold. There will be a season two and there will be those bonus episodes I'm talking about during the off season. Uh from who knows what random places they could be at ice rinks. But what do I know? I'm just in charge around here. But this has been Up with the White and Gold. He's GT John Watts. I'm Jeremy the Impact York. We will see you guys next time around.
1: Go Jackets.